What's up? Welcome to episode 64 of Inbound Agency Journey. This is Andrew, and we are fired up to have you here right now. This week, we've got Jared Bruchard from Blink Jar Media, an inbound marketing agency in Baton Rouge. And in this episode, Gray and Jared dive into the entrepreneurial journey that Jared has taken, getting his agency up and off the ground. Jared comes with from a background in the traditional media space, a lot of TV advertising experience, and he brings that expertise into the inbound space to really deliver a wide variety of conversion-focused services to his clients. This episode, you're going to hear how Jared kind of took that plunge with a young family and what that journey was like, and then how they go about making impacts for their clients with this diverse set of offerings. So without further ado, folks, here we go. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. All right, everyone, welcome back to Inbound Agency Journey. I'm your host, Gray McKenzie, and this week I have the pleasure of bringing on Jared Broussard uh, from Blink Jar Media to the podcast. Jared, how you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I'm excited to have you on. And so, uh, Blink Jar, you and I were just just chatting real quickly here before we hit the hit record. You guys came on in February of 2012. You're four years uh, with HubSpot. Four years as an agency now. Give us the give us a scoop on where it came from. Um, read some great stuff on the website, and would love to hear the story from from the man himself. But how Blink Jar uh-huh. came about, and then also the journey to where we are today. Sure. No, it's been a very um, interesting and uh, fun-filled journey. Like you said, we started in February of 2012, and we've been with HubSpot all along. Um, I started Blink Jar. My aver- my background is in uh, traditional advertising, so I was in the uh, local television broadcast um, advertising field and sold advertising to local businesses for the last 12 years, um, all of which took place in Baton Rouge, which is where we're based in. And um, developed a lot of um, rich relationships within the market, talked to, to people about their advertising and marketing on a daily basis. So I was in and out of hospitals and car dealerships and um, strip malls, anything, you name it, I was uh, visiting with business owners. And um, right around you know the 2009-2010 uh, mark was where I really saw kind of the landscape, if you will, changing with marketing and advertising. And more of the conversations were going towards the web and social. And um, while we were still talking about television and advertising, it was starting to um, gravitate more towards how can television advertising help my web traffic or how can television advertising help my uh, growth in social media. So it really just started to um, give me some food for thought, if you will, on where the world was going in marketing and advertising. And so in 2012, um, I, I took the risk with a six-month-year-old baby and a, and a, a three-year-old boy that has a, a pretty complex uh, congenital heart defect. I still uh, jumped out, took the risk, and started uh, Blink Jar because I was just passionate about where marketing was going and how I could help local businesses and businesses across the country um, with this new and 
inbound marketing movement. Right. So Jared, when you made that jump with two kids and I've, I've got a nine month old daughter right now. Um, and I'm just trying to think of like making the jump into starting the agency at that point in time. What, what was the personal situation like for you? Like what gave you the courage to do that? It was, it was extremely, um, risky and scary, but, um, I believed in the inbound movement and the more I looked into it, the more I just thought that this was, you know, the right move for me. And I, I felt like I was at a crossroads in my career where I could stay in broadcast television and do pretty well for myself, or I could make the move right now, um, back in 2012 when inbound was still fairly new. Um, and I could kind of, you know, stamp my claim on inbound marketing, at least in the Louisiana and Baton Rouge markets, because it was back then it was relatively new and, um, and still is today. It's still growing. And, um, you know, I wanted, to, it was scary, but also it was really, really exciting at the same time. And, um, it was kind of one of those things. It was a leap of faith. You had to just kind of, um, you know, believe that everything was going to work out. And, uh, because if you really sat down and did, um, a, a pure analysis it may scare you to to stay where you are so I took the risk I took the jump and uh, really haven't looked back since I was able I was fortunate because I was able to um, leverage some of the uh, relationships that I had established over the years in broadcast advertising sales to where I had you know had some pretty um, close relationships within the market and were able to kind of have you know personal conversations with them to ensure that, you know, I would take good care of them. So they've been with me uh, every step of the way, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Right. Well, you kind of answered kind of my next question there was, uh, I was going to ask about whether those existing relationships that you had already in the marketing space, talking to people on the marketing side, if you're able to use those early on. And it sounds like that was a big part of being able to make the jump and, um, ah. and growing. Absolutely, and it was it was more you know it was only a handful of them, um, so I was able to you know I was close enough to to them to where I could pull them aside and, and ensure that you know they were going to be on board with me and with this movement, and uh, they're still with us today, and um, they're just as grateful because you know they're seeing the the impact that um, that not only inbound but inbound with the traditional marketing has had on their business over the last four years. So it's been a, it's been a mutual beneficial relationship for, for all. That's great. So tell us a little bit about what the team looks like today. And then also, um, are you guys focused? I noticed as I was, as I was going through, uh, the blog specifically, but, but also a lot of the site there is, um, you see Baton Rouge and, uh, kind of geographic geographically, uh, appropriate terms uh scattered throughout the site is um are a lot of your clients local or kind of what niches are you in with blink jar sure uh it's it it's about 50 50 um baton rouge is our home and we have a core base of clients that are in baton rouge but we're also have been fortunate to where um with our you know relationship with hubspot we've been able to establish relationships with um distribution companies across uh, the nation, or we have a chiropractor in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we have an IT company um, across the nation. So while we're based in Baton Rouge and 
and by and large, um, many of our clients are from Baton Rouge. We also have clients um, uh, scattered across the nation, so we're, we've been fortunate with um, with, with those relationships. Um, but yes, it's Baton Rouge is a is is definitely a critical ingredient. One of the things that we've been able to uh, to do to build over the last four years is kind of find our our soft spot, if you will, and it's uh, it's been in the healthcare arena. So uh, we do have uh, some B two B as well, but uh, the core of, of our focus for inbound, especially, is in the healthcare uh, field, whether it be uh, gastroenterologist, uh, dentist, uh, fertility specialist, chiropractors. Um, you know, we have uh, DNA for Life, which is a uh, really, really cool progressive uh, DNA uh, testing um, encoding company. So um, our success and our sweet spot, if you will, has been um, in the healthcare arena. Wow. Love it. Well, so kind of going from that, one of the segments of the podcast here that, that uh, I love digging into is like the client success story, given the uh the agency community a chance to hear what other agencies are doing well. Um, any recent examples, Jared, of uh, client project or client work that's gone really well? Uh, absolutely. One of the things we kind of pride ourselves on is um, the integration of traditional and inbound. So we we still feel, based on our background and, and who we are, um, because most of our, our team members have come from um, some sort of traditional field, so whether it be television, radio, yellow pages, uh, print, uh, we have a very nice eclectic, you know, diverse group here that has that can bring in that uh, traditional advertising knowledge and bring it into um, leverage it for uh, inbound marketing. And we were uh, recently, our one of our clients recently at the end of 2015 was awarded with what they call uh, a Scopey Award, which is uh, for gastroenterologists. And we have a uh, large gastroenterology group here in Baton Rouge, Gastroenterology Associates, who recently was um, recognized um, for the Scopey Award. And it's by the American uh, Board of Gastroenterologists. So it's, a, it's a, an award that's um, recognized by their peers. And the award really um, just recognizes uh, uh, customized or creative um, campaigns um, throughout the year. And one of the campaigns that we did, um, we integrated, um, because colon cancer and colonoscopies can be rather scary. So we, we put together a, um, a television commercial that drove people to the web for more information on um, why colonoscopies are, are not scary, and we did it through um, through creative a creative video with kids and children because uh, all five of the six members on our team have kids ranging from the age of nine to uh, three months. So we uh, we had fun with it, and we had our you know our kids, their kids' friends, school friends come in and do a little skit on um, what scares them, and they would talk about dragons and you know. Um, um, you know, bad foods or, uh, you know, uh, monsters. And um, we, we had fun with it, and it, it really captured people's attention and drove them um, back to the website because the overall message was 
colon cancer does not have to be scary, and here's why. And um, you know, being recognized by uh, a large group of their peers is is always um, a nice thing, and it was a it was a nice um, it was a nice attribution or credit for us and all the hard work that we did. Um, part of that award went with um, the best, best infographic, best video, um, best um, web integration. So there was a lot that was involved there, and we were just very proud to, um, to have uh, accomplished that. Wow. What a great client success story. Also, I don't think you can get a better award name than the Scopey Award. <laughs> That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Oh, man. Well, what is that? So you're doing a lot of integrating, and we, have, we haven't gotten into this very deeply on the podcast. There are a couple other uh, guests who kind of touched on uh, similar topics, but we haven't, we haven't gotten real deep into this. Um, integrating some of the traditional stuff, especially uh, TV ads with inbound. So that process, I'm assuming, looks like we're running the TV ad and all the intricacies that go into that um, and then shoot, sending people to a landing page. What does what is the workflow? Is that like the right start to to where things are going? What did the workflow look like in that case? No, absolutely. Yeah, we built a um, for that particular campaign. We built a, um, a colon cancer awareness page, which was a collection of you know blogs, infographics, uh, statistics on colon cancer to really grab the attention of, of the person because um, obviously no one's waking up in the morning. Um, you know, wanting to go have a colonoscopy, but the importance of having one is critical. And um, a lot of it starts with education and knowing the importance of having one because it's like the second most preventable form of cancer if it's caught early enough. The problem is people put it off and, and, and because they're nervous or whatever. And um, so we try to really um, integrate um, the, the traditional side, using television and traditional as kind of the stimulus, if you will, um, so that it would drive, and then used a, like you were saying, a particular landing page, driving them back to the website so that they could um, you know, grab more information and educate themselves on the importance of having a colonoscopy. So it was pretty, pretty cool to see and all the metrics on the back end of you know, when they're running, you know, kind of some of the spikes in traffic, uh, you know, those are all things that we, we, we uh, integrated and reported onto back to our client. Right. That makes sense. Jared, I'm curious, outside of HubSpot, are there other tools that you're using during this process? I, I guess I'm thinking like there might be some, the first tool that popped to mind was like Google Analytics, uh, real-time analytics tool, where as you're running TV spots, you're kind of able to look and see these uh, very specific spikes and obviously dips in traffic. Are there any tools that you guys used on the analytics side or for any of that stuff that, uh, that is kind of out of the normal like HubSpot toolbox? That's a great question. Uh, and you hit it on the head. We, we absolutely do use the, um, the Google analytics and the, the, um, the real time analytics. Um, there's other, uh, things within Google analytics that, um, help with, um, integrating um, traditional with the inbound efforts, whether it's um, using call um, tracking or you know call integration um, metrics, um, those are always um, uh, they always help kind of close that loop, if you will. Um, it's still not a perfect science, obviously, but it um, anything that we can do to kind of um, you know help prove 
the efforts on the traditional side definitely work. And um, Google Analytics is definitely one um, that we we look at outside of HubSpot. Right, that makes sense. On the call tracking side, because I got to believe that's a um, there's probably a number of people just based on the demographic of the people who need colonoscopies. There's going to be a good number of incoming phone calls, I would imagine. What's the tool that you guys use for that tracking? We've had folks talk about setting up a, a Google Voice number specifically for that. Obviously, more advanced systems like CallRail. What did you get? What do you guys like to use? We we use CallRail. Um, so you hit it on the head. Um, it's a little bit more sophisticated than the the, the Google uh, Voice or Google tracking that they give you, like in AdWords or uh, the free version at least. Um, CallRail is what we've been using. We've been looking at um, a software called Invoca because it integrates nicely with um, HubSpot, um, and it's extremely attractive. It's just um, it's uh, it's a premium as it relates to uh, the investment. So we're not quite there yet, but we we do have our eye on um, on systems like Invoca because they are um, they are very sophisticated in their um, their reporting as it relates to the call, the person that's making the call, the page that they're on, on your website, um, those sorts of things. And with their integration with HubSpot, I think that's an attractive uh, offer that we'll, we'll probably take advantage of down the line. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, Jared, I want to switch. So going from one end of the spectrum on the success side to the other end of the spectrum on uh, either – uh, maybe not necessarily a failure, but an area that you guys are looking to improve here in 2016, some area of the agency that you guys have identified to, to focus on here early in, uh, in 2016. Yeah, no, that's always, um, that's always on my mind. Um, and it's, it's, there's, there's a bunch we obviously want to improve on where we're nowhere near, um, perfect. Um, one of the things that, um, I'm sure all inbound agencies face is, um, Kind of perfecting the process, if you will, um, integrating all the tools that are out there um, to to kind of better leverage our time. Um, that's been a big, big challenge for us. Um, for instance, you know, um, some clients use Basecamp for their project management. We use a system called Intervals. Um, you know, uh, integrating all uh, those project management tools um, in you know with HubSpot sometimes can, can, can sort of be a challenge. And, and ultimately, at the end of the day, we're trying to kind of prove their value um, to, the, to the client and prove the value of inbound. And while um, most of them are, are extremely happy, um, we want to continue to, um, you know, be more effective and more efficient. And I think, you know, the only way we can do that is by improving the processes that are involved um, with, with inbound. I sometimes feel like Nick Saban, the old uh, Alabama college coach, he's all about the process. You know, if you pay attention to the process, nothing else matters. You know, you do your job and you do it effectively and improve on it every day and uh, depend on your teammates to, to be doing the same thing. And if you follow that process, you're going to be successful. And uh, it's really the same thing with inbound is, you know, there's a process to follow and just kind of improving on those processes to, um, to kind of become more efficient and deliver more for our clients. So uh, if I would say anything, it's improving kind of the, the current process that we have in place for all of our clients. Right. That makes sense. I mean, there's no way around the processes drive 
uh, so many different things and you brought up tools and tools definitely matter. Um, but kind of hit the nail on the head when I think you're recognizing that the processes are way more important. What you're doing, uh, is way more important than whichever tool you decided to pick. So I think that's something that, that we're hearing a lot here on the podcast. Yeah. Um, you mentioned a couple earlier. Are there any other tools, Jared, that you use that maybe, um, other inbound agency owners or team members right now might not have heard of yet, but that you guys use and are loving right now? You know, I, we just invested and we're, we're starting to have a lot of fun with it and it's really becoming valuable for us. And I don't know if it's, um, you know, how well known it is, um, but um, it's called Clipfolio, which is like um, these online dashboards in real time. Because one of the challenges we have, and I'm sure all agencies have, you know, the core of what we do is HubSpot, but we also do Google AdWords. We also look into Google Analytics. We also do like um, online reputation management, like with review trackers. Um, so we're we're log and we do like local search through um, through Moz. So we have all these tools which are great, and we're managing them, and we're 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 carrying out the processes. But if we're you know we're logging in and out of those things every single day. Our clients are busy doing what they're doing. They're doing colonoscopies every day, and they just want a high-end kind of quick synopsis of what's going on in real time or regular basis. And Clipfolio is one of those online real-time dashboard deals that, through their API, can integrate HubSpot Analytics, can integrate Google Analytics, Google AdWords, um, local um, local search analytics. Um, any other kind of paid advertising, Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. So basically what we do is we're starting to, you know, we're just getting into it, but I think this is, this is something that we'll, um, we'll continue to do. But we're building um, these online kind of real-time dashboards for not only for us but for our clients so that they can log on at any time and really see kind of get a 30,000-foot view of what's going on without having to log into um, you know, 10 different applications because just just remembering your password for those things can sometimes be a, um, a chore. So if they can have one kind of quick sign in, most of the time our clients just want kind of the, 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 the quick synopsis or quick detail on what's going on, get a quick, quick glimpse. You know, they let us worry about you know, all the other details and how we're going to get where we need to get. So I think you know something like Clipfolio. Um, other agencies may may not be aware of them, and there are other um, there are other uh, competitors in the market that are um, also offering it. So there's different price points and different um, types of real time dashboards. But this for us um, is a, is a rather new thing for us. As we grow, we're trying to find. Um, elements again to kind of improve these processes but also to kind of you know prove the value of, of everything that we're doing um, so clipfolio is one that we're really really um, starting to have a lot of fun with that's a great resource and I haven't I've seen them but I haven't I haven't used them yet um, Dasharoo is another uh, yes. relatively new one that has come out in that space but I think that's I think there's gonna be more and more clients who like I'd really rather just log into one place see yep. the numbers that I absolutely need to see. I don't need to be able to dig into everything really in depth. I'll go log in if I need to. Um, but I think that's something that we're going to see a lot more. Obviously, HubSpot has kind of uh, 
they've recognized the importance of that with the whole reporting add-ons and just how far that's going to go at some point. Um, Absolutely, and I'm I'm hoping that um, um, down the line that that's that's where uh, HubSpot is going because that would be a incredible um, tool to integrate inside of HubSpot to where you know even for us as agencies, I mean, if you're logging, if you have you know 20, 30, 40 clients and you're having to log into each thing to kind of see one special um, metric or analytic that can take up a, a ton of time but if you can just go into one place kind of quickly get the snapshot get the story of what you're looking for and then move on I think that's a, a you know a really critical piece for uh, a growing inbound agency yeah absolutely well Jared uh, I want to switch to the personal side here and get a rundown okay. this is this is one of my favorite questions to ask just to learn how different people uh, get up and get going. But running an agency, you guys are uh, in year four here. I'm curious to know about your morning routine and what maybe the first hour or two of your day looks like. And I know that as an agency owner, there's any number of things that pop up on any day, and it's not always consistent. But if you uh, if you take maybe a mix between the ideal and the typical morning, walk us through, tell us a story of what that first uh, first couple hours of your day looks like. Sure. It's a, it's a great question. And, um, it used to be, it used to be right when I started, it was literally like crack open the laptop and get started with content creation. But as we've grown and as I've grown as the owner and the, the, the quote unquote leader of the group, I've had to learn to diversify as well. And one of the things that over the last year, year and a half that I've really done, and it, it actually, it, it, hopefully it's beneficial for my team but um, it's definitely beneficial for me is um, every morning um, even if it's like a couple of minutes I do kind of a quick walk around and um, I have a quick chat with each of our team members we're a small agency we only have seven people but um, that little talk that little um, you know and it's a lot of times it's not even about business it's more like hey how'd your night go how'd your weekend go um, how's your husband doing? What's your wife up to? You know, how are the kids? I saw where, you know, your son won a baseball tournament. And I know it's cliche, but I, I thrive off of my team and that's where I get my energy. And so I try to every morning because, you know, we all get busy and as content creators, um, once that day starts and you're cranking out content, um, we kind of start to get into our own little world where we're got the headphones on where you know maybe we're doing a campaign or a, um, a blog or a white paper and we're all working on different things and we're all become kind of in our own little siloed sector if you will so that morning um, I think it not only helps them my team um, but it helps me because then I become more energized and and feel good about things and and, and get back to uh, to my desk and start working and it's a good uh, it's a good kind of morning ritual just to, because as I said, you know, sometimes I'll look up and it's, you know, it's six o'clock at night and I'm like, gosh, I didn't even get to talk to two or three of the people today that I wanted to talk to because you get interruptions, you get calls, you get unexpected um, questions or fires that you have to put out. And, um, you know, during the course of the day, it's hard to kind of sit there and make time. So I try to do it first thing in the morning is um, a quick walk around, even if it's around the coffee, you know, the coffee room, 
um, and just small talking, if nothing else. And that energizes me for the rest of for the rest of the day. I love it. I think that um, spending time with folks on the team, especially early, uh, yep. the downside for me is potentially that can be a little bit derailing, or it yep. it take you know it's hard to it's hard to be super efficient in the interpersonal things because um, because we're people and there's you know, there's it's just hard to just put a, a time number and cap on that. But the plus side, which I think far outweighs any of the negative, is the way that that. Uh, the tendency that that practice has of bringing you back to your why. Why do I do this? Why are we doing what we're doing? Yep. And uh, the connection that you have there. So I think that that's a that's a practice um, that a lot of people should be should be employing, and definitely something that's helpful in in running an agency, keeping everybody motivated and on the same page. No, absolutely. And, and you know, obviously, you know, your people are your most important resource, and. Um, it's it's sometimes with inbounds hard work and we all um we all are busy every minute of the day and i sometimes feel like you know if we're not taking time just to kind of get to know one another i mean our team and just like i'm sure with you guys it's it's the most important aspect of your business um it's like 1a and your clients are 1b um but if you don't have anyone working for you or if you have people that are not happy then the rest is history so we try as much, and we're not perfect, believe me, and there's, there's mornings that I, I don't do it because I've got a deadline or <laughs> I'm busy doing something else, but I try as hard as I can um, to make the time, and it, it really does. It's, it's, it really does energize me um, and gets my day started off right. Right. Love it. Well, Jared, I'm going to post the links uh, to the Blink Jar website um, and your uh personal you know like online profiles like twitter uh in the show notes which will be at doinbound.com slash podcast if folks want to follow up with you and connect follow what you guys are doing ask any follow-up questions what's the what's the preferred way for them to get in touch with you uh best way would would probably be email um and that's jared j-a-r-e-d at blinkjarmedia.com Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.